Welcome everyone to the Cinema Spiel. My name is Tim Zahner with the Sonoma Valley Visitors Bureau. It's a lovely day in Sonoma Valley today. A little bit warm, but there's plenty of shade in the plaza and you can find a place to cool off, get some ice cream and enjoy the day. Listeners, every week I say we have very special guests and every week I definitely mean it. But not every week do we have world-class musicians in the studio to talk about what they're doing. So this week, this week I actually mean it. We have very, very special guests. We have from the Valley of the Moon, <laughs> Valley of the Moon Music Festival, Eric Zivian, say hello. Hi. Eric, how are you doing? Good, I'm great. Good, Eric, this is your second time on the podcast. It is. So yeah. you get the award for being a second timer. I got to figure out what that podcast is. And how many times have you done? Uh, <laughs> thank you, a little more than twice. And Eric, uh, last time you brought Tanya, uh, who I believe you're married to, and you guys are musicians together, but you brought someone else today. Who did you bring with you today? I brought with me Nick Reeves, who's a wonderful young cellist. Very good. Uh, and has done a lot of work with our festival. Excellent. And so, Nick, how are you? Doing, doing good? pretty good. Good. Yes. All right. And Nick, you are a cellist, so you play an instrument called a cello, correct? Yeah, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yeah. All right. And I think you brought it, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Mm. Um, and thank you for, for showing up. Nick, you do look familiar to me, though. How People who are ardent fans of Cinema Valley might have seen at least one-third of your face before. Can you tell me, have you performed in anything in Cinema Valley before on video? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, a couple years ago, I believe, um, me and Tanya... Um, played a, some cello duets in the Sonoma Plaza you uh, did. around Christmas time. You did. It was amazing. TV, yeah. It was great for Sonoma TV. You had the lights going down, and it was a beautiful yeah, it was, piece. it was a nice night. And yeah. uh, that was back when we were all wearing masks, so it was sort right. of like a, back in... We used to do an annual event called the Lighting of the Plaza, and that was a big community event. But that year, of course, we couldn't do it. So mm. thanks, thanks for coming back up here and... Uh, performing again so good to see of course, you yeah. and uh nick uh, if i recall you are from uh east bay yes i'm from oakland california from oakland yeah. great right 510 representing yeah. very good and nick you're from berkeley yeah i'm yeah i'm from berkeley very good okay so you guys came out from the east bay we're here to talk about the valley of the moon music festival Nick, what is it? What is that thing? Tell me about it. Uh, it's Eric here. Oh, gosh, I, Eric, I'm so sorry. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fooling you around. Oh, Eric, <laughs> so the Valley of the Moon Music Festival is a music festival. We present classical music, and we present a particular kind of classical music. We present it on period or sometimes known as original instruments. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's mostly from the late 18th century through the uh, 20th, the early 20th century. Uh, and one of these days, we're going to commission a new composer to do something. But so far, we've gone, we haven't done that yet, but we will. Uh, but we've gone, th uh, done quite a bit of 20th century, mostly early 20th century music on it as well. And so... Um, some of you who are listening might have heard of uh, period instruments or original instruments in connection with Baroque music, with right. Baroque bows and uh, like playing Vivaldi and things like that. That's the most common type. But we, we don't do that because partly because uh, I'm a pianist, not a harpsichordist. I do play harpsichord now and then, but it's definitely not my specialty. I like to play pianos. So, but we have period pianos, one as a copy of something from the 18th century, and then we have a, a couple of original um, Instruments that we that we that we use, um, okay. and uh, and then the, the Nick can talk a little bit more about playing on gut strings. But all the string players use um, gut strings. As, mm -hmm. By the way, it's a, there's a, a false rumor that it's cat gut. It's actually sheep gut. So mm -hmm. that oh, can reassure yeah. some of you. Although we like sheep too. Yeah. But um, but in any case, um, so no, no cats were harmed. No cats were definitely harmed yeah, in the production yeah. of these um, strings. But um, so um, so. 
so that's what we do. We we present the music in, in instruments similar to the ones that they might have been performed on uh, at the time they were written. And uh, the good news is that uh, we have we have pianos from all these different eras. Mm-hmm. Our, our most uh, recent pianos from 1895 and it is built pretty much like a modern piano but it okay. is from that time and it has a very beautiful special sound and the others are built a little differently um and uh, wait so you drive the pianos up here for well don't personally now now i was just telling nick that the van that he and i drove to the station in uh does fit our little piano our little forte really? piano in it so sometimes okay. we do travel that way but when we have all these three pianos to bring up and one of them by the way doesn't the two of them belong to us the 1895 instrument belongs to UC Berkeley and they kindly uh, let us uh take it for a very cheap uh, for a very good what, rental. How do you how do you just like tip someone to look the other way and then the piano disappears for a minute? No, no, no. what happens is we get professional piano oh, members to I move gotcha. the piano okay. <laughs> It's all legit, Cal. Don't come after us. <laughs> yeah. We're good. Um, so the Valley Music Festival, I think you're in your ninth year That's correct. this year. And uh, what's amazing is that this is world-class music uh, period pieces, usually, although it sounds like you want to compose uh, or have someone else write a modern Well, but that would be for period instruments. Like have a Modern okay. composer writes something for period instruments. That's something we want to want to do sometimes. And is there like a different theme every year, or how do you decide what music to play? There is, yeah. So we try to have a theme uh, theme every year. Um, so this year, our theme is um, it's all about. Uh, yeah, Tim. You, what? <laughs> I just saw that you have like things like a lot of Mozart and Liszt right. No, wait, no, no. But what uh, what our theme is? I, I, I sometimes I blank on exactly okay. the theme, so I'm going to just look it up. Um, you know, and, and yeah. this is the difference between the musicians and the marketers, right? Because the marketers are like, no, this Here is, it is. Our theme. Okay, Here it is. Transformation, grand works on an intimate scale. Okay, yeah. okay. So that's the theme: transformation, grand yeah. works on it, and yeah. by a grand so work is what yeah. that means is that we're presenting um, symphonies and concertos that would ordinarily be played on a lot of instruments, including a lot of wind and brass instruments and drums and and strings and sometimes piano, and we're presenting them for small groups. And so often, and often composers made their own arrangements, or other composers made arrangements of composers' pieces. Um, for uh, smaller groups, so we okay. uh, we we presented Beethoven's Second Symphony, which was written for many uh, dozens of people, and we presented it all on a piano trio, which is violin, cello, and piano. And and Beethoven actually did his own arrangement, or there might be some controversy; it might have been someone else. But Ooh. but in any case, we we it probably was Beethoven, um, and okay. and then and then the Third Symphony, a student of his, Ferdinand Reese, made an arrangement of the Third Symphony, and we're going to be presenting that on the thirty. Um, 30th. Is it the Eroica? That's the Eroica Symphony at 30th at 4 o'clock. Well, Beethoven and Tchaikovsky. Right, and that'll be, that'll also be, so that's, that'll be all string instruments. The Tchaikovsky was actually originally written for string sextet, but in addition to these arrangements of larger works, we're presenting pieces like the Tchaikovsky Souvenir de Florence that we're uh, presenting there Mm -hmm. are are kind of symphonic in breadth and in nature. So, uh, so not everything quite fits into our theme, but like 80% of what we're presenting is, is somehow related to transformation or to especially to bigger works on a on a smaller scale or to smaller scale works that are uh, that are are large in, in scale themselves. Right. So yeah. yeah, I like that. Okay, cool. Go ahead. Nick. Just recently, like just last night, um, we played at um, Sugarloaf Ridge State Park. Oh yeah, in Kenwood. And um, yeah, we played a small version of like a a, a sextet version, which is uh, two violins. Um, Two violas, two cellos, and a bass uh, of Beethoven's Sixth Symphony, and 
Um, we also played a, a small ensemble version of Vivaldi's Four Seasons, which okay. is a kind of a violin concerto, and we played it with a small like. Uh, Kind of like a non-it. Did you play like, all four of the seasons, or just no. choose one, or, or which which one did you do? Um, autumn did? and summer. Oh, you did. Okay, yeah. that's pretty good. Let me let me ask you that, Nick. Was that was that an, is there a, a huge indoor concert hall at Sugarloaf, or were you someplace else? <laughs> uh, no, we were situated in this nice um, little amphitheater that they have outside. Okay. Um, yeah, it had a wall behind us, which kind of surprisingly. Sounds pretty good. I've heard that um, people were able to hear very clearly, even though it was outside. And it wasn't. It wasn't amplified. Yeah. And it yeah. was not. It no, was not amplified. Not and I, I was at the concert, and it was. It was quiet, but it was perfectly clear and very beautiful sound. Uh, right. Sound there, and it's such a beautiful place, the Sugar Glove. Yeah. And I think you guys introduced this maybe last year, the year before the the Alfresco, Alfresco series. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So that's mm. something that we started to do. Uh, it was partly get, came out of COVID, but people now love outdoor concerts, even great. if they're not worried no, about I think getting it's great. sick. Yeah. So um, and uh, this year we had one already, and uh, the new one was this year and Nick participated in that as well right. was at the La Luz Center mm, and that was yeah. great it was all uh, uh, um, Latin Spanish. American and Spanish music really okay uh, yeah it was great uh, and that was that was a great, uh, successful event and we're going to be collaborating more with them and, and concerts like that and other things some education programs as well all right, I want to segue with that because people who are listening to the podcast don't know this Eric you are like me you're 29 years old clearly for <laughs> young <laughs> Nick you're even a little bit younger Maybe, yeah. um, Nick <laughs> You, when I first met you, you, your parents drove you up because oh, I don't yeah. think you're able to drive. So you are a young uh, chalice, a young musician. Yes, indeed. Um, there seems to be a part of this mission is to bring in young musicians and they learn from the professional. I mean, you're also professionals, but they learn from the, the older musicians. Mm, yeah. Is that is that true? Part of your mission? That's absolutely true. Yes. Yeah. So uh, we have from the very first year that we started, uh, Tanya and I wanted to make part of it about uh, advanced education. So we have something called the. Uh, apprenticeship program and the apprenticeship program is we've so far it's we might expand it in the future but it's always since the beginning it's been five uh, musicians okay uh, one pianist and uh, four string players two violins a viola and cello that makes up a string quartet which is convenient can make some nice combinations okay. out of that um, and uh, they're uh, usually like grad they could be one of like one of the misters undergraduate usually most of them are graduate students okay. um, and uh, and or you know uh, emerging professional musicians really talented people who are interested and maybe they haven't maybe they've played mostly baroque music and period instruments or maybe they've played mostly the music that we're playing but on modern instruments and they really want to learn about how to play this music and are they all from california no they're from all over the world they've we've had one from italy Uh, we've we've had many from New York, from because there's a Juilliard historical performance practice. The Juilliard School in New York has a historical performance okay. practice. Uh, we get a lot of them from there. Uh, we've had them from 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 all over, uh, and so that's that's our apprenticeship program. We also have uh, people like Nick and um, who uh, haven't been actually in our apprenticeship program, but we still have them be a part of right. part of things. How, what, well, I was saying, Nick, how did how did you get involved in? In playing cello, and then how did you evolve with with these guys? Well, I mean, cello. I, I've been playing since I was uh, about six years old. Um, so, started, so fifteen years, Nick. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, yeah, that's I started. Um, yeah, no, I'm in school. Were young. Yeah, and just kept playing. Okay. Um, yeah, and then. Um, yeah, about. I guess it's been about four years ago. I. Started taking some lessons with Tony oh, okay. Tompkins, okay. and um, 
Yeah, I really liked it, and I learned a lot from her. So, so you kind of went off that route there. Yeah, and then we played some plays, cello duets, and it's been nice. Are, yeah. are your parents uh, in the classical music world? Or are they oh, musicians? No, or? no they. Um, my dad is a big. Well, both my parents are music lovers. Okay. Um, but my dad is in, like an amateur um, guitar and bass player. Okay. Okay. And he collects a lot of recordings and okay. goes a lot of concerts. And um, my mom also goes a lot of concerts. Well, that's great. So music music lovers, but you got in through taking lessons. Yeah, yeah. I took okay. lessons from um, originally from uh, Charles to the Oakland Symphony. Um, oh, that's great. Okay. When I was a. Uh, when I was a kid, and yeah, okay, yeah, and it's it's been great, um, especially like this year getting to whenever I just get to play in a groups with people more experienced than I am, and especially like older musicians, both like closer in age to me and also very distinguished, like um, like just distinguished professionals, right. um, and you learn a lot from just trying to mimic what you see around you and mm-hmm. listen and even without them saying much it it's always um a lot of information to process it's a lot of like it's there's something nothing quite like um playing in a group with people like that the, have a lot of experience like some master class in yeah in music mm-hmm. and not just cello but it's music and performance and sure and yeah i mean i okay. today i learned something great in a matter of uh, a couple seconds uh, one of the violin professors at the um, festival um, heard me playing some some Bach in the backstage room. I was just practicing, and he um, he told me about um, about French broke dance, and um, I learned a lot about the the minuet and okay. how yeah so that how was... it's how it's shaped and how it how the dance like steps translate to the music, and I. That was a big open, um, yeah, open kind of mind a bit. You don't yeah. see a lot of uh, Baroque dancing nowadays. But when you hear, but when you hear <laughs> Yo-Yo Ma or somebody playing the Bach cello suites, that that's all about dance, and so yeah. learning about dance. So these were the soundtracks for actual dancing. Exactly. Oh, definitely, yeah. And in, in oh. cello suites, um, they're not only like the dances, but they they he did cool things to make it. Really, um, work on such a, an instrument that only has four strings, and. Um, yeah, you can hear Wait, kind of like the, the festival. Yeah, I'm, yeah. yeah I'm, not, I'm not sure if it was actually a, like it was yeah. played live for dance necessarily. It was, right. but it was meant to make people feel like dancing. Oh, I got it. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, but could be. I don't know. Yeah. That's that's it, interesting. It sounds. I mean, like the sounds, like kind of, like you hear the the bones of of where like of, that feeling and the expressiveness yeah. would have come from. Yeah, and it's, okay. it's it's interesting because um, yeah, and then you're you're in your. Um, Working on it, you try to create different sounds and use like rhythm in different ways, depending on what kind of uh, instructions you see, like in like the title. And okay. it's, it's a bit like um, some of these arrangements that take these like more literal, like bigger scale um, pieces, and then you the music if if it's only just like three musicians playing a piece for orchestra, like the each instrument has to mimic some see what other sounds they're trying okay. to create okay and yeah and well nick on that interesting i was gonna um i know you've brought your cello i've heard mm, yeah so when, when we're soon we want to hear a little bit more about what you brought and why, and why you need to choose certain pieces before we get to that eric what uh, nine years into this festival what have you learned about putting it on why have you come to sonoma what's 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 going on there well we came to sonoma because uh, our very first 
uh, founding board president Martin Cohn lives in Sonoma and we were interested in founding a festival and we came to meet with him and he said well why not here in Sonoma it seems like a perfect place for a festival and then uh, and so and then there was uh a hall nearby the Hannah Boys Center Auditorium, which was a great place to, to play and has great facilities. And so we thought, yeah, this is a great place. It's a beautiful okay. place. It's it's wonderful to have wine. We we serve wine at the concerts, <laughs> right, at right. The, you know after the concerts, not at the concerts, but afterwards on the mm-hmm. patio. Um, and uh, yeah, so and it's a it's and the more we've learned about it, the more we've learned it's such a beautiful community. And so 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 many people are so interested in culture and in music, and so, and uh, it's just a great place to and be. We're, and we're I mean, I say we're very lucky. Obviously, <clears throat> up here we do have nearby the Green Music Center, which is over the hill, and they do play. Like classical music there but to have here in Sonoma world-class musicians uh, students and and people up and coming um, it's we're very lucky to have this I'm, I'm very glad you guys have chosen to come to Sonoma and stay in Sonoma uh, because it's you know I, I yeah, can't well, think of it's not a place to go to vineyard or, or sugarloaf and hear yeah. a cello and a no we're, we're and, and we're not we're not going anywhere we, we love it here good yeah. all right yeah. hey you can't you have to change your name otherwise <laughs> recently, uh, no. funny enough recently I saw uh, I, I was on social media and I saw um, a video of two of my favorite cellists in Italy and they were playing an outdoor concert uh, with each other and I was like, oh, this looks familiar. <laughs> the background <laughs> looks a bit familiar and then you can see these hills and um, yeah. and the vineyard and like you can see these vineyards and it, it looked a bit and like it, being here, it, it kind of um, feels a, a bit like that when we you when you're drive here. Yep. Yeah, to and it's it's really Well, let me ask you say the drive from the East Bay to here is only about an hour ish. Yeah, depending yeah. on traffic, depending on traffic. So, yeah. but it's kind of a world apart, right? Like going from the city it's and very the, different, yeah. the San Francisco, Berkeley, uh, Oakland uh, urban area. Yeah. Very amazing and, and lovely and wonderful, great food. Mm. Uh, but then coming up here, I know a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, look at the hills, look at the open space, like there's a sheep, like there's, you know, they, they get very excited about it. So, yeah, you know, the, the three of the five apprentices stay at a, a ranch. In oh. uh, uh, sort of a little ways out of Sonoma, but it's beautiful, and there's a goat, and there's all sorts of. Do we put them to work? <laughs> we don't. We don't <laughs> no, we, we don't give them some pruning stuff. No, like get out no, there no. in the vineyard. They get. They no, get to swim. we don't want to have milk, There's a swimming pool. They get to sleep. Oh. Yeah, it's all, I, I thought like you tricked him. Like, ha, we got you now. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, while, while we, Nick, what, do, do you want to um, set up your cello and we can hear some of your piece? Is that okay? Is that sure, something yeah. we can do? And then while you set up, um, I'm going to turn off your mic, and hopefully I do this right. So here we go. I'm talking, and okay, you can still hear me. Good. And then, um, Eric, before he gets going, can you tell me a bit about how you guys choose what songs get picked every year? Is it only because you're like, well, these sound good, or they know how to remember this stuff? Or, or how do you how, do you give them the music and say, you got to play this? How does that work? A lot of that. Yeah, we, 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 we consult people and see, would you like to play this? Would you like to play that? And then we say, but but a lot of times we decide, oh, we'd like to have that, and we run it by people. I mean, okay. there's it's some consensus involved, but Tanya and I decide a, a lot of it. Uh, and it's based on the th- on the theme. So okay. this time we have a lot of bigger pieces that are, and then we and then we try to figure out programs that'll go together. Um, and uh, Tanya often has the big theme uh, and thinks of a lot of the big pieces. I think of some of the others, and then I try to do, I do more of the detailed work of figuring out how the programs get knit together and how everything will work together as as a program um so but most of the pieces like the you give this to some viola viola is that actually viola it could player? be violist okay. or violinist a violinist or, or, yeah. so, so you give them the music they, they've heard of it before like you're not saying here's something you've never heard of you've got three well, weeks be um, in cinema 
Well, we usually would know there's, there's always extenuating circumstances like when somebody drops out and we need to ask somebody to do something on short notice, which we had to do a couple times this year. Okay, but, okay. Um, but mostly we give them more than three weeks. But yeah, sometimes we'll give them a piece that they haven't played and might not have heard of before okay. and they have to le- learn it. That's, that's typical. I mean, as classical musicians, we do okay. learn pieces quickly sometimes. So. So you guys, you guys yeah. can figure it out. Okay, <laughs> that works. Well, what we got here, Nick, are you ready? Looks like you... Oh, uh, sure. Okay, so what I'll do, let me turn the microphone on. So let's just do a quick check here. Go ahead and play a little note. I, I can hear that, so... Oh, wow, that sounds good. And he's playing a real cello. It's got four strings. It's got a yeah. bow. It's brown. I know this makes captivating and radio, how I explain it. And they're gut strings. Yeah. They're gut, and they're sheep gut strings. Sheep gut strings. Yeah. No cats were heard. And the lower, the lower strings, the, the really... Oh, and the C, the G and the C string, they are wound with silver, um, which... Silver? Yeah, they're wound with, um, like, a thin silver uh, wrapping, which makes it, the strings heavier, which actually is one of the, um, relates to, like, the cello as an instrument becoming more popular because they're able to um, have the... the string technology to play these notes okay. yeah, clearly. That's amazing. Yeah. All right, well, what's what's the uh, name of the piece you're about to play here? Well, I was thinking of playing, like, kind of a combination of, like, two very short um, parts of pieces next to each other. Um, one is the, the Cerebon movement from Bach Cello Suite Number 1. Okay. Um, it's a nice, slow, um, dance-sounding... Um, yeah, piece and um, I was thinking of playing this very slow, low movement um, from Benjamin Britten's um, solo cello scene number one. Okay, which um, is from a, a wildly different time period. One is from like around in the Baroque period, and one's from the middle of the 20th century. But you might see how. Um, they sound a bit alike, and they're one's inspired by the other. Okay. Do you want to you yeah. play them back to back? Sure. Okay. Take it away. Thank you. 
the first one yeah okay now we're gonna play the uh, canto terzo from benjamin Britten's first cello suite okay which you might hear sounds a bit like the, the piece i just played take it away Okay. Whoa. All right. So I, were you were you playing two notes at once there at the uh, end or something like that? Yeah. About. Uh, yeah. Two that notes was, at once. So it's supposed to sound sometimes like three. It sounded like again, okay, and, and don't take this the wrong way. But have you ever heard like the uh, the the throat singers? That <laughs> yeah. And I was kind of looking. It was so low. Yeah. And yeah. at the same time, I saw something else. And then for for obviously people who aren't watching this on the YouTube, it's just amazing to watch a difference in the bow just just the angle of it oh yeah how how you're able to hit one string or two strings at the same time that is that's mm-hmm. that's incredible uh, well done good job yeah. that is fantastic that's um, eric when you i always uh, wonder if if you watch someone play or listen to someone play mm-hmm. in your mind are you thinking about music that would go with that or how or, oh. or how it looks on a, on, a, on a paper or something like that Oh yeah, in terms of what we could go with it, what other pieces could go with it, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I have to always think thinking about what what pieces would go together and which pieces are about similar themes or by the same composers or by different composers who are inspired by each other, huh. and then yeah, because it seems like. Um Composers are like having a conversation with each other or, or commenting on music. That's right. And which is inspired by, even if it's separate by 50, 7,500 years, oh, yeah. they would have these themes that they, they run through it and, and they talk to each other, kind of. Yeah, absolutely. That happens all the time. <laughs> 
That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I think um, to me the the that movement of the Britain kind of sounds like a very altered, but like slowed down, like um, like response to the other. Yeah, okay, I'm gonna take what you said. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it a little almost for me. It felt sadder, but like contemplative. I don't know the words, but like just like down here. Yeah, yeah, and I had to stop and think about. It. That's why I was—I was really looking. I'm like, how is he doing that? Because I can't <laughs> believe how you can move your hands like that. That's this is incredible. And this, for those of you that are listening, seeing this live is completely different than hearing it. And I would highly encourage going to either this festival or any music festival where they have professional musicians because it is amazing to actually see, you know, your hands moving and the sound coming out of it. I think we take for granted yeah, in the world of Spotify. Yeah, no, live performance is really incredible, and we're happy to be be doing that right here in Sonoma. So if you're, yeah, if you want to come, just look at our website. Well, give me that pitch. What is that website, sir? Valleyofthemoonmusicfestival.org. And it happens usually. You got, we still got in July here. We still have yeah, we still have concerts coming weeks. up, right? And so we have right. our concerts at Hannah Boy Center. We have them at four p.m. this coming Saturday and Sunday, and then the next 29th and thirtieth Saturday right. and Sunday, and then uh, we have a special matinee concert at eleven o'clock on. Sunday the 30th, okay. uh, and that's uh, mostly, our, Tanya will be playing a little bit too, but otherwise it's all of our apprentices playing at that concert, oh, that's so if you're great. interested in that program, come to that matinee concert. And then uh, we also have one more alfresco concert uh, coming up at Buena Vista, I believe that one's not totally sold out, so that's a Buena Vista winery at 7 p.m. Okay. okay. Um, and then, uh, and that's on Tuesday, next Tuesday, okay. Okay. Uh, the 25th, 25th thank yep. you, um, and then um, a very special concert at uh, 6 p.m. on at Hannah's Center uh, that we've n- we've never had this before on a Thursday night. Uh, okay. And uh, it's a special presentation. Uh, it's called A Poet's Love, which okay. is actually a literal translation of the work that we'll be performing. I'll be playing piano, but it'll be with a tenor uh, singing. And it's a work called Dichterliebe, which in German means A Poet's Love. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, it's going to be, there's going to be, uh, and it's, uh, it's a it's a kind of a special event. So we're going to have a signature cocktail called the Elixir of Love, which oh, some really? of you might know is the name of an opera by Donizetti. So it was kind of a fun poem, a pun, sorry, on the poet's love. Uh, <laughs> so we'll have a co- cocktail there, and we'll have some wine, and we'll talk about the music. And we're, we're also going to have a little. Um, we're going to show the words uh, because it really mm-hmm. is in in the night. This was written in the 19th century, and uh, a poet's love was written by Heinrich Heine uh, in German. Uh, but we'll have the German and the English translation side by side and you'll see that it's almost like popular the popular songs of the day like it's all about being being in love and it's a story about that and uh, you can watch so you'll be able to watch along with the words and see what's happening okay uh, in with the trans you'll have the German English side by side you'll be able to watch what's uh, happening in the story and listen to us uh, play and sing the music and and we're, we're really excited about that so if you're interested uh, look at our website okay. uh, on our website and please come to that concert I love yeah. it it's perfect all right well guys so value MoonMusicFestival.org is there. I know you guys do have to go start performing and you got to get ready. Mm-hmm. So time is of the essence. But there's a part of the podcast where you guys help me answer questions. Now, I know you're expert musicians. You're really good at it. I, I can tell. <laughs> I mean, thank you for not rolling your piano in here. It's a very small studio. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you're good. But you're, you're going to help me answer some questions that we get at the Visitor Center. Right. If you're ready. Now, I, I know every time my guests come in here, I haven't shown these questions to you ahead of time, have I? No. No. <laughs> right, you're going to help me. So we've got two visitor centers, one at uh, 
the plaza, one at Vianza Winery. I'm going to ask you these questions. You don't have to know the answer. I can help you. Okay. So <laughs> Thanks, this Jeff. section is what we, <laughs> <laughs> we call We Get, get, get questions. questions. Here we go. Okay. This one came online. I can't find the correct answer and maybe someone might help. First time coming to Sonoma in September, and I would like to know if you have to make reservations in advance for wine tastings. Either way, any suggestions for good wine tastings in the Sonoma Square area would be appreciated. So around the Sonoma Plaza, this guy is looking for wine tasting. Here's what I'm going to do. You're... Uh, Nick, you're kind of young, yeah. <laughs> so you might not have a lot of experience in wine tasting. No. Eric, you uh, you're up in Berkeley or down in Berkeley or sideways in Berkeley, depending on which way you have. Uh, so you're not off here a lot. But I can help answer this question unless you want to take a stab at it. Well, I mean, uh, there's a. I think you you have a one of your centers at Vianza Winery. We do, is that right? yeah, yeah. And that's actually one of our wine partners oh, for great. the festival. So we have wine partners that come to Hannah and serve wine at on the patio after a concert. So fantastic! That's be, a great answer. Yeah. So, so Vianza is a fantastic one, just mm-hmm. south of the plaza. You're right. We have our visitor center there, mm-hmm. and oftentimes you don't need a reservation. A lot of people are thinking because of COVID and things right. were happening, everyone had to get reservations. But there's plenty of places you can walk in. And actually, I saw another one is Buena Vista, which I think you have another concert. Yeah, there. we have a concert there. Um, so yeah, so you can. You can come to our concert. You, surely you can take taste some wine while you're there. Uh, and they will also, not say no to allow you yeah, to have some wine. Yeah. Right. So um, yeah, and that's and that is really a wonderful space for music. They also have an, a, a a bit of a bigger wall than at Sugarloaf, so the sound is very very good there. And okay. we have an excited exciting program there okay. of uh, all music by um, Black American uh, composers. Oh, fantastic! Uh, okay. And presented by uh, by some of our laure- some of our laureates. There, uh, oh, those are people who have been through our apprenticeship program and have now graduated from that and they're just coming back to keep playing with oh, us. Oh, that's so great. So they still like you that. and they come back. Yeah, well, <laughs> very, good. <laughs> very good. Okay, so good. So those are two good choices. Buena Vista Vianza and if other people or um, Nick, when you're ready to go wine tasting, you can stop by the visitor center and we can point you to one of 20 tasting rooms you can walk to mm-hmm. right around the plaza. Really easy. And most of them you can just walk in and if it's a small group, they'll fit you in. Hmm. Um, but if you're bringing eight or nine people, it makes sense to make a reservation. Just like if you're going to buy tickets from valleythemoonfestival.org, <laughs> yeah. it makes sense do to buy now. them. One yeah. or two you can do. But if you need to buy 20, you might want to hurry up and do <laughs> it. Right? Okay. Um, here's another one. Ready? Another question we got? Ready? Okay. I'm putting together a gift bag of Sonoma products. Like they want to give a, a gift of Sonoma stuff. What kinds of things should I put in there? Hmm. Uh-huh. Hmm. You know what I would put in there? I put in two tickets to the value of the music. Very, that right would be away. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Maybe even more. Yeah. Um, if you, what are the kind of like? Are there any? Oh, maybe uh, like a reader's books, like a, uh, a oh, gift good. certificate from reader's books. I love We've that done idea. Some stuff sometimes. They, I think we might be doing a little something with them where they're going to ha- uh, have some books in our lobby or something. We've, we've done some things with them. No, like that's that. a great yeah. example. Yeah. And reader's books is our local bookstore. Yeah. Um, and the local, po- the current poet laureate through the United States is a woman named uh, Ada Lamone. Right. And she worked at reader's books. Oh, okay. She lived yeah. above reader's books. Wow, amazing. Exactly. So, yeah. you know, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Wait, we don't have a cellist laureate, do we? We don't have Not yet. We're going to get you that. Yeah. Right. I mean, Nick, you'll be the first cellist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> See, we'll work on that for you. Um, yeah, I believe it. I saw um, on social media, I saw a, a, the Reader's Books made a curated, like, um, little, um, like, offerings of books inspired by Valley of the Music Festival. Right. So, oh, it's really? like, so that's what we're doing. That's so right. there's, that's a great I saw idea. one, of, one okay. of them is about uh, some of the music I just played. Uh, there's a book by Stephen Ischelis about the Bach Chels piece that just came out recently. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. It's, that's a great bookstore. And I, I will t- I'll put a pitch in for the independent bookstores. 
yeah. Everyone like, yeah, people like to go to Amazon order books, but if you walk into an actual bookstore, there's something about physically holding the book and then the, the wonder and whimsy of finding a book next to it. That's the that theme, theme, the theme of the day because it's like going to actually going to a concert and <laughs> seeing and hearing the music. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. So oh, it's good. I would also put in, of course, some wine. That one's easy. Um, olive oil. We make olive oil. So we, we grow oil. a lot of things up here. Um, chocolates. We have wine country chocolates and different chocolate makers that you can you can put some chocolate in there. And then maybe some lavender is what I might throw in there because oh, we lavender. do grow a lot of lavender. Yeah. yeah, I've had some lavender that people have given me from yeah. here. That's yeah, very, that's very that's common crazy. thing to grow up here and, uh, you know, it works quite well. And then if, you know, if it's later in the season, you know, of course, we do have a lot of farmer's markets, a lot of farmers here. So the plums and tomatoes, if you want to put food in there, it's like a special thing. But you have to hurry up and open that gift basket or you'll have, uh, <laughs> you know, you have plum wine instead of uh, actually fresh plums. Right. And, but, and if you do happen to be stopping through Sonoma on a Tuesday night, that farmer's market is great. It's yeah. a phenomenal yeah. market. It really yeah. is. Have you guys played that market yet? We haven't actually. Well, maybe a long time ago we did a little. No, we just uh, we just uh, did a little uh, some busking. Some, yeah, <laughs> maybe a little. But it, we 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 need to organize something there. Yeah, that'd sure. be great. Yeah. Wait, do they do busking in the 18th century? The 19th century was that a thing? Like in the streets of Vienna, I bet they to, must have. Yeah, must have been some sure, but I some think so. before Bach yeah. was Bach. He's like, yeah. all right, I'm just gonna make a little bit of money here, so I can afford a wig or whatever. Um, here's a question. Again, people come up and ask us these questions. Okay, I'm not making these up. Mm-hmm. These are real. If Billy Joel had been born in the 18th century, would he be known for his classic hit, Forte Piano Man? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably. But but, but this is sort of what I'm saying about these songs that we're presenting at this Poets Love concert, because those are... Like they, the, those composers were writing kind of that for the popular market a little bit, and it's right. kind of very similar. That was to the popular that kind music, of like the Billy Joel of the day, right. a little bit. Yeah. Okay, good. I like this. So there was no classic music; it was just music. It, yeah, exactly. There we go. And yeah. they would show up. Yeah, yeah, I just kind of think you know he would be the rock star of the thing. And so, yeah. about a forte piano, can you explain? Is it a stronger piano? What does that mean? Forte. Piano? Yeah, no, no, no. Forte. Well, forte just means loud, and piano means okay. soft. And so okay. now we call the piano is the short term for piano forte, which basically means the same thing except it's just soft and loud. But okay. so um, the uh, so it was just it's just the term that we use now for older pianos that are built a little Got differently uh, do but they have the same number of keys no they have ten, tend to have fewer keys because okay. they had a smaller range and they're made differently they don't have a steel frame in general okay. and uh, they have a bit of a quieter sound a distinctive sound there's a lot of things about that but uh, if okay. you want to know just come come to our concerts oh, and we, 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 we talk about it there and also we can we we uh, at the wine receptions at the concert, we talk to everybody about any questions they have. You so. kind of answer. They can see yeah, that yeah, stuff like the, that. Uh, yeah. Okay, that's pretty good. And that's and you said a harpsichord before. That's different than a piano. And that a is different piano. from a piano because it's the strings are plucked. The the difference of a piano and all pianos, forte piano, piano forte, whatever, they're all hammered. The strings okay, right. are hammered. You a key, a little, oops, yeah, a little right. And that, and that way, and the idea is the idea of the piano and forte is that you could play lot, soft, loud, or actually anything in between. Because depending on how hard you hit the key, they get softer or louder. And the harpsichord, you really can't affect the volume that okay. way. Sometimes you can pull a stop, and more strings come into play, and so it can go loud or soft, but nothing in between. Piano Got can it. go all the way in between. Because you played, I think last year you were doing all the Beethoven sonatas. Right. Were you playing that on a? Piano, piano, a forte piano? No, because Beethoven wrote for not a harpsichord, no, but but a, but a, and a forte piano, what we okay. now call a forte piano, because they were you know, built differently and had. smaller, and that's what Beethoven had. Yeah. So is it possible, like, 100, 200 years from now, that cello will have five strings, oh. and people will, or do they already have five strings? Well, actually, the <laughs> thing is that in the old days, there was a five-string cello, and Bach wrote oh. his sixth cello suite for the five-string cello, most so likely. So what, yeah. what do you do if you have a four-string cello and you have a six-string cello suite? Oh, I, I'm working on that right now. I'm actually learning 
that um, really? a lot of cellists we played on the four strings is just a bit harder and right. more maneuvering. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's actually harder to play in the four string cello, but it's possible, and that's what people yeah. did for a long time. But now people, it's coming back because it was the way it was done, and it sounds really. It's easier to play well on the five string cello because it was written yeah. for that. So, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I never knew that. Okay. Yeah. See, I'll, you guys, <laughs> if someone came up to me next week and they go, "Hey, did you know the cello used to have five strings?" I could say, "Actually, yes, I did learn that from the Valley Music <laughs> yeah. Festival." Yeah. So yes. I can help them. You learn that from Nick Reeves. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So here's another question that people are asking us. Big question. Ready? Hmm. Barbie or Oppenheimer? Barbie. <laughs> Barbie. Um, the Barbie movie actually. I, I've been watching a few reviews of it. I haven't seen it yet, but. Um, I believe it's it's actually quite good. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've uh, yeah, um, but I, I heard that they, it's kind of it's less of a kids movie. It's more right. like um, it's they deal with a lot of adult issues. Um, okay, and it's pretty funny. I think um, I heard that like Ryan Gosling um, is pretty funny. He in He kind the movie. of steals yeah. the movie. I hear. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so Barbie's the answer. It's, Barbie, it's, yeah, no, who wants to worry about people just like I, yeah, blowing bombs? I, bomb, yeah. I know, it's kind of funny. It's like here you have bright pink and happy, <laughs> and then you have dark and like ponderous. So I wonder how it's going to go. But yeah. uh, Christopher Nolan did Oppenheimer, so he's known for his like mind bending movies. And mm. uh, Bar- I, yeah, I, I think uh, I'm up for a little bit of happiness. But I think anyone should watch these movies <laughs> after the Valley of the Music Festival. Okay. You should <laughs> first buy tickets Sounds for good. that yeah. Thanks, and, and go there because you know movies are going to be there for a while. Yeah. But uh, yeah. live music is ephemeral, so you got to hurry up and, and go see it. For people who really can't make it, we encourage everybody to make their live concerts. But if you really can't make it, we are live streaming all the events. Great. Thank you. And I do know you have a very good uh, YouTube channel yes. with amazing, yes, amazing yes. Go stuff. Look, you can go look at that, too. Absolutely. And it's, it's quite nice. So, yeah. Well, guys, you're amazing. This has been uh, great having you here in studio. It's, it's not every day I get a world-class musician, a forte pianist, a, a four-string cellist <laughs> who's, who's working on the five-to-four uh, ratio thing or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you again tell me if people want more information either for, for this year or for next year, what's the website again to get more information, Eric? Valley of the Moon Music Festival. Org. I love it because Sonoma Valley is also known as the Valley of the Moon. Yes. Yeah. And you have a music festival. Yeah. And you're an organization. So, we are. So valleyofthemoonmusicfestival.org. Um, Nick, you mentioned social media. Are you on any uh, public-facing social media channels where people should tune in to watch you play the cello? Oh, I... I post a bit, um, but yeah, if you just look up Nick Reeves' cello, you could probably find, find some of your stuff. something, yeah, okay. various recordings. But um, yeah, the Valley of the Moon has a great um, Instagram account. Um, Good. They post regularly on it and Facebook, just Valley of the Moon Music Festival. Good stuff right oh. there. So We have some of Nick on there, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. occasionally, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, I love it. Well, guys, that I we told you we'd keep it short. Yeah. we keep it sweet, so thank you very much for thank showing you, up. Tim. Hey, Nick, thanks for bringing your cello. I know Not you sure. just walk around with that every day in case your microphone falls into your lap, so yeah. really yeah. appreciate yeah. it. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> uh, and we're encouraging everybody who's listening to this podcast, if you like this, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, but only do that after you go to valleymusicfestival.org to buy a bunch of tickets. Mom and Dad, thanks for listening. We'll see you all next week. <laughs>